teaching our listeners to rightly divide the word of truth, making the Bible easier to understand. This is Truth Time Radio with Trey Searcy. Are you honestly seeking the truth? And are you willing to change if the truth is contrary to what you believe? What you are about to hear is extremely important, so please put down any distractions and pay close attention and prepare to have your faith challenged by God's Word. Questions and comments, one 988 You can email us from truthtimeradio.com. We're here to raise public awareness, to educate, to help you grow out of religion and into grace. Today our message is the truth about the tithe lie. The truth about the tithe lie. You know, it shocks some when I tell them that the doctrine of tithing was never meant for the church, the body of Christ. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. The part they leave out is this is God speaking to Israel, not you. Unlike you, they were under the law, under a covenant, not under grace. They were in covenant relationship with God. If they obeyed, God blessed. If not, then he didn't. But contrary wise, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we find these words. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. Now think about it. You cannot do both. You cannot do both of these at the same time. It's either of necessity or not of necessity. Give a tenth of every dollar or give as you purpose. Give what you decide to give in your heart. The law is of necessity as where grace allows you to decide for yourself. And I say a tenth of the dollar, even though the biblical tithe had nothing to do with money. And yes, they did have money in Bible times. But it had nothing to do with money. It was all about tithing off of your produce, your your crops, your livestock. And if you think about it, many would be excluded from the tithe, including fishermen, would they not? I mean, how could a fisherman tithe? They're on the water. The tithe was for those who worked their land. The tithe came from the land. A fisherman would have nothing to tithe. No crops, no vineyard, no livestock. But you see, this is the problem that's caused when teachers of today, teachers of the modern-day prosperity gospel, avoid rightly dividing the word of truth. What some miss is that in the Bible we can find law-giving instructions and we can also find grace-giving instructions. The reason we must rightly divide between the two. 
Romans 6.14 says that we are not under the law, but under grace. However, if tithing is to be taught, we're teaching law. Do you see the confusion? Philippians 4.19 tells us, We who are on this side of the finished cross work, that God will supply all our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Notice it says, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And it does not say, by our obedience to the tithe. We are not under the give to get program, the law performance program. We don't get what we deserve, we get what we don't deserve. That's grace, unmerited. Tithing would be in line with the merit system. But grace is non-meritorious. And we get it because of what Christ did and not because of what we do. It's just this simple. Tithing equals law. Giving from the heart equals grace. Hence the two scriptures that must be rightly divided. Malachi chapter 3, that's compulsory giving. And it must be rightly divided from what Paul said in Second Corinthians the instructions to the church, the body of Christ, and how we are to give, which is as we purpose in our hearts. It's different. You can't miss this. Now think, if tithing was a part of the law, what do you do with James chapter 2, verse 10? James, who never wrote to you, by the way, no, he wrote his letter to, quote, the twelve tribes, end quote. The twelve tribes of Israel. Oh, and the tribe of Levi would have been one of those tribes, right? Hence the Levitical tithe, which is what Malachi chapter 3 is speaking of anyway. Well, James wrote, For whosoever, now this is chapter 2 verse 10, listen, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Wake up, my friend, if the tithing law is for today, and you break this law, James just said you are guilty of breaking the whole law. Have you ever broke this law? Have you ever missed a tithe? Then you're guilty of breaking the whole law. That's, of course, if this was meant for you anyway, but thankfully it's not. You see, James is writing to the twelve tribes of Israel, not the church, the body of Christ. And if he were, this would obligate you to do the whole law. Hey, you need peace and rest today. That's what Christ provided for us. It's already there. It's in place, and it's for you to take advantage of. You need peace, and you need rest. Neither can be found in the law. You have been, Galatians 3.13, redeemed from the law. Stop frustrating the grace of God, Galatians 2.21. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Those who teach that tithing is for us today have undermined the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His finished cross work. Reason, the root of all evil, the love of money. Not having money but their love of money. Don't get those confused. I just want to take an opportunity to extend uh, my gratitude to Two Time Radio for supplying a forum where our questions can be addressed and answered. Uh, both my husband and I were questioning the teachings 
that have been presented to us by our denominations. And our questions to the preachers and the teachers always went unanswered, and usually in most cases they appear confused and discombobulated by our questions. However, a friend shared with us one of Trace Tercy's cards, and that was our fork in the road. From that moment in time when we started to listen and study with Trey through YouTube, all of our questions were answered. Answered with clarity, they were answered scripturally according to right division, and Trey made the very complex very simple for us. And for that, we thank you. Have a good day. This is Truth Time Radio, and I'm here today to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, help you see what is the fellowship of the mystery. And what a wonderful fellowship you'll begin to have when you discover the truth about tithing, what it was originally established for, and who it was established for. Not one verse in your Bible says that the tithe was ever meant for you. Not one. This surprises some of our listeners when they learn this. At first earshot, they tend to brush it off as not being true. But the ones that decide to check on into this different story. They end up finding out that this indeed is true. It's time you Galatians 5.1 stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You need to be emancipated from the yoke you've allowed some preacher to place around your neck, some Christian organization. Some of you are entangled in church tradition instead of Bible truth. You've allowed twistianity to rule and reign in your life, including your finances. Hey, you're not only saved by grace through faith, you must learn to live by grace through faith. You're to give by grace through faith and not by the law. And the only way to see this is by finally learning to, 2 Timothy 2.15, rightly divide God's word of truth. We have grace-given principles that we are to follow, and you won't find them in the book of Malachi. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, Paul writes, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Verse 7. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Are you seeing this? That's not a tithe. Don't mix those two as if Second Corinthians and the book of Malachi were written to the same people. They were not. And just flip back to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, look at verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath, now watch this, as God hath prospered him. This is plain. Paul did not say give a tenth. No. He's saying give as God hath prospered you. So you look at what you have. You purpose in your heart to give, and whatever you purpose, that shall you give. This is plain English and not hard to understand. This is grace-giving. 
It comes from the epistles of Paul, and it's written for you. Easy to understand grace-given principles. They're elementary, yet some have allowed a pulpit magician with a nice bright smile and some fanciful words to come along and insult their intelligence, twisting the scriptures. You are free, free to purpose in your heart, free to give the amount in which you choose to give. You are free. You're free to give 10%, 20%, 5%, or at times, no percent at all. You're free. So don't let yourself be ensnared by anyone attempting to place you back under a yoke of bondage that was never written for you in the first place. Do not allow yourself to be entangled in that any longer. Escape the entanglements of the law and walk into the light. At a radio station, for about 17, 18 years, I DJed a Christian music show. We had an annual event in Chattanooga, Tennessee called Riverbend a rather large outdoor festival that takes place every year in June. Our station brought in a Christian artist, and backstage I was interviewing him. And I asked, how are you doing financially now that you've stopped charging for your concerts? He said, Trey, we're now making more than ever. You see, they decided to stop selling tickets and charging a set price at the gate, and instead... They set up buckets in several places throughout where anyone attending could just walk by and simply drop in a donation if they so chose. No law giving, but grace giving. People did as Paul instructed us. They gave cheerfully the amount they chose and not the amount someone else chose for them. They gave freely instead of giving by compulsion. It's not about compulsory living, and it's not about compulsory giving. As a saved person, I've learned to rest in the Lord and give from a place of grace, not from rule or law. My living and giving is not obligatory. Tithing is not for today. A tithe is something done from compulsion and not from the platform of grace. It's faulty doctrine, a bird without wings. Uh, a, a choir without a song. We must stop feeding this false narrative. Tithing is not for today, but you believe it when you're trapped in the denominational bubble. It's a zero-sum mentality that does not line up with grace-giving. Listen, world peace, now that's complicated, but this is clear-cut, black and white. It's, it's interesting to hear a pastor when he tries to defend the law of tithing. You know the story. I bet some of you have heard this. They'll say just about anything to justify it. One guy said, How in the world could we keep the lights on and the doors open if our members stopped tithing? Hey, Sparky, I don't care. If God doesn't supply and meet your needs through your people and they're freely giving, then you need to close up shop and find something else to do with your life. Make an honest living for a change. But you can't lie and twist scripture in order to justify imposing a law on people that the law was never meant for. Lying to keep the doors open and the lights on doesn't make the lie okay. Buried beneath this lunacy and idiocy of the church leadership, the congregation has now been left financially crippled. Don't bend the narrative by adding your own preconceived ideas in order to support your pre-existing beliefs. The word of truth must be rightly divided. And when done correctly, 
you'll see that the law of tithing has about as much to do with you as the law of circumcision. How many tithes are in your Bible? There are not one, not two, but three in the Word of God. So your church is wrong twice. Wrong once because they do it at all, and wrong twice because they're teaching you only to give one tithe and not three. See how quick you can fall behind when you don't rightly divide? Two wrongs make a third wrong, which leads to a fourth wrong, eventually becoming a fifth, and before you know it, you've lost count of all the wrongs. Bad doctrine breeds more bad doctrine, and finally the church is so divided and confused, people begin to wonder why they're even there. I mean, what's what's the use? Hey, the longer you're involved in twistianity, the duller your senses become. Sooner or later it begins to dull your critical thinker. Critical thinking is a good thing. It's a God thing. It's God's will that you think critically and not fall for just any old thing. Hey, listen, if what you're hearing is true, it will withstand scrutiny. If pastors were speaking the truth about this, they would have no problem with you asking questions. Regardless of what some teach and want you to believe, God wants us to question things. Don't you know the devil wears a suit and tie? Saw him driving down to 61 in early July. Wide as a cotton field and sharp as a knife. I heard him howling as he passed me by. Truth Time Radio. Hey, you can work hard or you can work smart. A workman who rightly divides the word of truth is one that works smart. We're here to help you with that. Today, we're speaking on the truth about the tithe lie. The truth about the tithe lie. The error in today's tithing teaching walks on two legs. The two legs of guilt and greed. They'll tell you, well, the reason you're not being blessed is you're not giving enough money. And some will go as far as to say, the reason you're sick is you're not a faithful tither. Or or the reason your car keeps breaking down is because God's going to get it from you one way or the other. Such nonsense. If they're getting ready to foreclose on your home, you can just tithe your way out. Idiocy. This is nonsensical. The only tithe anyone wants to talk about today is the one that went to the Levitical priesthood, but newsflash, today there is no Levitical priesthood. The body of Christ is made up of preachers and teachers, not priests. You see, that filthy lucre, the love of the filthy dollar, will cause men to say some of the most outlandish things. The Catholic Church is a lie. We need no man, no priest to be our go-between. 1 Timothy 2.5 Christ is the only mediator between God and humanity. And the tithe was Colossians 2.14 blotted out and nailed to the cross with all of the rest of Israel's laws and statutes. No one today needs to give a tenth of their income to supporting a building. We are the 1 Corinthians 3.16 temple of God. And haven't you heard? Acts chapter 17, 24, God no longer dwells. He no longer dwells in temples made with hands. 
So you're supporting a building that God doesn't even dwell in. He dwells in us. We are the temple. And again, this Levitical tithe is the only one today's money grabbers wish to talk about. And they cross their fingers hoping that you don't come across Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 26. Here we find this. Listen. And thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, for oxen, or for sheep, or for wine, or for strong drink, or for whatsoever thy soul desireth. And thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice, thou and thine household. See if they'll read that one this Sunday. So this tithe you get to keep. And that's the reason you've never heard of it. They, they don't preach it. This tithe says you can spend your money on anything you want. Interesting, is it not? That after all these years of being preached at, it's interesting that you never heard a sermon on this one. You can spend it as you please, and that even includes on wine and strong drink. Liquor. This is not written to you. You have to read things in their context. This was a part of Israel's covenant that they had with God. And listen, distribution of Israel's tithe was done three ways. It went to the priesthood. It was to support the poor, the foreigners, the orphans and widows. And it was for the Jerusalem festivals. Widows and poor people did not tithe. Now, that's not what's taught today. Today, if you're poor, you've been taught to tithe so you won't be poor anymore. This does not line up with Scripture. And widows? Wow. Television evangelists has always went after the widows trying to get their tithe money. And many of our denominational churches do the same thing. Even if the tithe was for today... Those who practice it are doing it all wrong. Some were excluded from the tithe, the orphans, the widows, and poor, even fishermen. I mean, because the tithe came from their land, not their bank account. The tithe came from their crops and livestock. It was all about what could be gleaned from the land. The land. Israel's program has always dealt with land. Their earthly kingdom. Hence their prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. There's no Levitical priesthood to give to today, and what would we need with a priest anyway? What did they do? They were continually making animal sacrifices, blood sacrifices, for the sins of Israel. But we're on this side of the cross, and no more sacrifice is needed. Christ was the final blood sacrifice, the final blood offering for the world's sins. On one side of your brain, you got this right. You know you're not under law, Romans 6.14, but under grace. But on the other side of your brain, something keeps telling you to dip back into Israel's law. These two don't mix. At church, everyone stands and sings, Amazing Grace. But then you're asked to put your tithe in a plate as it comes by. This is a perverted mix of grace and law and has left you double-minded. In your Bible, it is Israel that's always associated with the law, not you. 
you and I view the law as a schoolmaster, meaning if you're saved, you no longer have a need for a schoolmaster. After considering the finished cross work, you and I, we would be fools to return to the Galatians 4.9 weak and beggarly elements of the law. Got a call from a listener who, who had been brought up steeped in Israel's law. After going over some of this that I'm sharing with you guys today, he said, where in the world are you getting this? So I had him to turn to Galatians chapter 3, where we read verses 24 and 25. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster. Ah, there it is. The law was our schoolmaster to do something. What was its purpose, Paul? Keep reading. To bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Praise the Lord. This is outstanding news. And then the caller said, I've, I've never heard this. And I asked him, where do you go to church? And sure enough, he attended a religious denominational church that are not teaching pure, unperverted grace, but rather a mixture. Grace blended with law. Denominations have adapted a cherry-picking belief system. Why? So that they can find the ones that fits in and furthers their agenda. Headquarters has an agenda. They don't rightly divide the word of truth, they cherry-pick it. Some will tell you, yes, I'm saved by grace through faith. Yet they continue to allow themselves to be placed back under the weak and beggarly law program each time they pay their tithes. That's sad. Under no circumstances does grace and works mix. That's a sick, diseased doctrine. But it can be cured. It's curable with a shot of truth from Romans chapter 11, verse 6. Now, you can't just read it. you got to believe it. Romans eleven six is a verse that declares grace and works to be mutually exclusive. They're quarantined from one another. They don't touch. They don't hold hands. Well, that's about going to wrap it up for us here at Truth Time. If time does allow, on our next program, we'll continue to speak to this issue, the truth about the tithe lie. Until then, remember, you only get two educations. The one you're given, and the one you give yourself. Listen to Truth Time on your smartphone. Download your favorite show today. Truth Time. Exposing the truth, one download at a time. This has been Truth Time with Trey Searcy. Visit our website at truthtimeradio.com. Got a Bible question? Toll free 1-888-988-9562. Email us at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest. (laughs) 